Good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it's uh, July 25th, 2023. Not a 2000 here. Okay, July 25th, 2023. It is indeed. We've got a good show for you today. One that I've really been, I've been waiting for this one. Okay, I've got Dr. Sandra Elliott, who I do not know, but I will know her well in a few minutes. Okay, she's the Chief Academic Officer at TouchMath. And that's touchmath.com if you want to check it out. they got it linked here on site. Um, they, it, it, she's a champion for what's the math equivalent of dyslexia, if I may use that kind of a term, dyscalculia, okay, which I swear I have. And I'm going to talk to her about that, get some help from the doctor, so to speak. All right. Uh, she spent over four days for decades working to enhance education for all students. She was a special education teacher. Now she's chief academic officer over at Touch Math. And uh, I can't wait to talk to her about this. And I think you need to know about this because this is math is always so difficult for kids. And a lot of them just have a learning disability. And if we understand that and can strain for, stream, screen for it and intervene, we're going to help so many kids understand math so much better. And I'm going to let uh, Sandra Elliott, Dr. Elliott, uh, describe that in detail for you. We're going to archive this show over at ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org. That's a home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. And believe me, this show has a lot to do with equity because this, uh, this undiagnosed situation for years was there for a lot of kids, I think, including myself. And, uh, you know, it's about equity. Every kid deserves the, the right to, uh, to, to understand math. And if you can't, you need, you might need help about it. It's really something over at our website. Everything's free for you over there. We have our magazine equity and access. Just click on the cover. We have our excellence in equity awards. Okay. You might want to get involved in that with uh, yourself, your colleagues, uh, everybody you work with, your school, all about equity, okay, and think people, the good things people people and companies are doing all about it. So please go over there, and every podcast we do is over there as well under the podcast tab. So please check it all out. We really work hard to make a good website, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it, ace-ed.org. And with nothing me, oh, and if you want to get in touch with me, it's Larry at ace-ed.org. Please do so. Always happy to get back in touch with people who do write me. Okay, with uh, ideas, uh, you know, concerns, whatever the case may be. All right, I, I enjoy it when I hear from you. Larry at ace-ed.org. And uh, now I said enough about me. Over to Dr. Sandra Elliott. Good morning, Dr. Elliott. My name's Larry. Good morning, Larry. And everybody just calls me Elliot. So please use the nickname if you want. If they call you Elliot, I'm going to call you Elliot too. And I have to tell you, that's my son's name. Ah, well, then it'll be easy for us to remember each other. Won't per- perfect, Elliot. I love it. Okay, that's great. You're serious. You want me to call you Elliot, right? Yes, that's my, that's I been my it. nickname for probably the last 25 years. So <laughs> help yourself. That is just great. Okay, and you were a special ed teacher, I see here, right? Yep, I spent a couple years as a special ed teacher, and then actually became a special ed principal uh, before I went into Gen Ed and moved up the ladder in education. Well, you know, this qualifies you for a fact, without question, you're going to heaven. All special ed teachers go to heaven. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yes, we do. You do. I don't know how, 
you know, I, I'm older now, and I don't know how teachers do it these days, but special ed teachers, man, it's the patience and the professionalism of saints. I got to tell you, it's just, it's just amazing. And then you were a principal, and you were a district administrator, and now you're the chief academic officer of Touch Math. Okay, so tell us a little bit, uh, Elliot, please, about uh, Touch Math. Brag. I, I can absolutely do that. Do it. Well, Touch Math is probably the um, longest living special education program around. We've been around for 48 years. Wow. We specialize in, yep. We have specialized in mathematics for students who are struggling. So that includes your special ed populations, all of them. And it included, it included me back when, believe me. Yeah. It included me. <laughs> well, Just nobody knew it. Nobody knew it. It would have included me with math. But go ahead, the, please. That now that would have been that is definitely the case where um, in the case of many children, it wasn't recognized. We're getting oh. much much better uh, in education for that. But what we're known for is we're a pre-K through eight uh, math program, heavily used as a supplemental to all of mm-hmm. the ed curriculum for the students who are struggling. Also, as a core in self-contained classrooms, but we're heavily known for the fact that we are. We're research-based and evidence-based. So there's probably, ah, in the last 48 years, wow. I don't even keep track of all the research studies anymore. So, But probably the most researched <laughs> program that's out there and extremely effective. I've got efficacy studies going back forever. But we're known for being multisensory, focusing on concrete representational abstract, good professional development, all of the things that make for the expectations that teachers have for a phenomenal education program. That That is great. So and, and I, again, I can't emphasize it. It is so important. And uh, I don't know, help me pronounce the word dyscalculia. Did I do it right? That's one of the pronunciations. Uh, the more common one is dyscalculia, as though you're saying Julia. Ah, dyscalculia. Thank you. Thank you. Dyscalculia. Was I right in saying it's the math equivalent of dyslexia? That's a layman's way of explaining it. But how would you you're do exactly it? Right. Oh, yeah, good. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. It's a great way of explaining it to most everybody. And we know a lot about dyslexia, and, you know, we it's everywhere, if I may. Okay? Kids, we know how to screen for it. Dyscalculia, I'm going to keep doing that. I like that. Dyscalculia is... It's not that familiar to everybody, I don't think. Help me out on that. Am I? Am I? Do people really know about this? And do our schools really working on this? No, everybody's no, always Larry, complaining they... about people having trouble with math. Oh, we got to get the kids to math. You know, algebra, all this sort of stuff. This, this, this calculia, this calculia. Okay, I swear. Also affected by learning and science, because. It was a new, my own thing. I'm just telling you this, Elliot. It was a, uh, you know, it's just a, a, it was a hard for me to perceive something that I couldn't actually grasp in my hand. That's the best way to put it. Okay. So if I look at the periodic table in chemistry, if I look at a math problem, it's not there for me. Okay. Is that the same thing as dyscalculia? And pardon my lousy pronunciation of it, dyscalculia. No, oh, you're getting better. You're getting much better. Thank um, you. Thank you. I'm good. I got I got the right person here, Elliot, to help me along. Yeah. You. Yep. Yeah. Glad glad to help you. You should have heard some of the uh, the ways that I pronounced it when I started because um, but it's hard. Your definition of it being a struggle, especially 
because it, it was an abstract, is exactly yeah. what it is with mathematics. Our, our human brains start mathematics when we're born with real things, our fingers, um, also being able to recognize quantity. But it starts in a three-dimensional world. And then as we get older, we store that three, those three-dimensional ideas, concepts, objects in our brains as visual perceptions, wow. auditory, huh. tactile, and we turn them into abstract things called numerals uh, and mm-hmm. symbols. And if that connection is not made early on or there is a disruption in the neural pathways that we need to do mathematics, then it doesn't make a lot of sense. And since math is the foundation of science, yes. it, you're, you're describing it exactly. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I wish touch. I'm, I'm even too old for their, for their first year in operation, okay, 48 years ago, to have been tested for all this. And I don't, I don't even know if it exists, the, the, the test ID existed. They just thought I was bad in math, okay, or arithmetic, as it was called in those days. Okay, and it, it's really just this is why this is, this is kind of like a personal show for me. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, just uh, your thought on this as you look at schools across the country, how do they how do they attack this? Do they know about it? Talk about that kind of thing. Where's the awareness of it uh, these days? Well, that's a great question. And I would say that compared to dyslexia. It is easily 20 years behind. It is basically unknown. I know. That's exactly why I'm going on this tear, and so is Touch Math. It's like we've got to do something about awareness because it's the same number of students. And you cannot get a decent career if you can't do math. Think of all the STEM jobs that are open because there's not qualified adults. And it almost always stems from the fact that they couldn't do the math to get into the courses to allow them to do these jobs. So got a huge personal and economic impact for individuals and our country. It, it, I, I couldn't agree with you more, okay? It's been, it's been a real, if I may, failing of education that this was just, oh, he's just bad at math, okay? No, that's not the case. I needed special kind of help. I'm not stupid, okay? And these kids that we're talking about generically are not stupid. Okay. They just, they have a learning, I think I did have a learning disability. Okay. An inability to perceive these, perceive non-physical things, you know, and and do calculations about it. I mean, or calculus about it. (laughs) It's just, um, it's just, it's just, it's just really something. And now, so these days, okay, how do, what is it, what should an educator look for? What should a school look for? Okay, and they need to get in touch with you guys. Again, it's touchmath.com. They need to get in touch. Where does this all begin? When does it all begin? How can we start helping kids? This is, it's going to make everybody feel so much better. Where do we start? When do we start? Okay, starting, you, since we are born with the beginnings of mathematics, it's a survival skill. Uh, the earliest that the research supports that we could probably predictably find it about three years of age so you know you've got little kids who cannot um, they're trying to count with their fingers you're asking them you know how many is two how many is three and they can't do it could you go get two Mm. cookies and they come back no idea when you get to school kindergarten you know first grade and that you're going to find a child who's continuing to count on their fingers 
long past you expect them to, and that that's a real common sign. Uh, counting by twos, two, four, six, eight, we take for granted. The child can't. Um, I could tell you yesterday what four plus four was. Today, I can't do that. So wow. uh, memory doesn't seem to be holding time, especially for older children, uh, constantly wow. late, um, mixing up on directions, getting lost easily, uh, can't tell left from right. So there's a lot of little indicators, but it's when you see many that it's worthwhile asking a professional, getting a screening done. The screenings are short and quick, and all they do is give an indicator that there might be something there. And then get to the teachers, get to the schools. There's professionals out there, psychologists and you know psych- psychiatrists, who can help. So we know about it, but it is still definitely behind dyslexia. And I run a little quiz oh, everywhere I behind. go to speak. Yeah, and yeah. I'll ask people. You know what dyslexia is, and I think it runs about 99% of the hands will raise or people will nod. If I ask what dyscalculia is, the common reaction is uh, no. Well, what is that? And it's exactly the same definition you gave. It's the equivalent of dyslexia, only it's for mathematics. And, and and what you said earlier that mathematics is is we are born with innate mathematics. Okay, yeah. that to me is extremely important. If it's not developing properly, it needs to be. And it seems to me like the um, the initial discovery of this would fall a the parents, but let's go into the profession here. It would fall on a kindergarten through third grade teacher to be aware of this, not just say that the child is bad in math, but say there's something, obviously, a learning disability involved here. And I'm curious, okay, what do math, when you talk, and you must have by now, talk to math teachers, do they understand that, that, this, that they're the most important ones in the end, okay? Do they understand that this is, this is a challenge out there? And, I, you know, there's a big difference between an elementary school teacher and a secondary math teacher. You know, a secondary math teacher has been trained in mathematics education, where a, 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 a elementary teacher is much more holistic towards the child, a different, completely different training. Okay, so my que- my question is, where is the, what does a math teacher fit in in all this, Elliot? Well, I think you made a phenomenal distinction there between the math that we are taught as elementary teachers and that that we are expected to know, the subject matter that we're expected to know as middle school or high school teachers. For the most part, what I'm finding coming out of the university are the elementary teachers are given some training in mathematics, but there's a definite uh, belief in the world, and especially in um, Western countries, that you're born with a math brain, that yeah. math is something that's difficult, and that it's okay to not be good at wow. it because yeah. I wasn't yeah. or I, I didn't yeah, like exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And yep. And you add all that in and into an elementary classroom. So if a student is struggling, it isn't given the quite quite the heft that a problem with reading is. And we need to change that. So that's why I'm so thankful that you had me come on here. It's like oh, getting you're always people welcome. to talk about yep, yep. Numeracy is, is, is as important as literacy. And there are a lot of students, and it's not just those with dyscalculia, that's 3 to 7%. But think of all the students who hit third, third grade, take their first state assessment, and come in at the less than the 50th percentile. Yeah, you're talking to one, I, I think. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so old. So they, it wasn't a state assessment. It was a colonial assessment. But it's the same thing. That was a joke. That was a joke. Oh, it was a good one, too. So. Not bad. Thank you. Yeah, okay. But, but it's true. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. Okay. So all this said, we're going to get into it more, a little bit more here. Talk t- – 48 years now, what, what has TouchMath been doing about this? Okay, what you said before, you know, they've been in math special ed for years, almost 50 years, half a century. Okay, talk about TouchMath, if you can, in terms of history. And also what they have now, that after all these years, they've developed new screening and testing products. And I think this is extremely important. So you're on. Kelly. Okay. So 48 years ago, Touch Math was started by a special ed teacher, um, Jan. She had students who were now considered to be on the autism spectrum, and they were they were struggling with mathematics. And she was trying to figure out what to do to help them. So she uncovered long before the research really supported it and taught us teachers that you start with the concrete, you move to the the sketch of mathematics, tally marks, drawing out the objects, and then you could move into the abstract of working with numerals and doing algebra. So that foundation being laid, it was found that it worked for all students who were struggling, and so we became a special education math company. Fast forward, and we've been working with students with this Calculia, but the name has not been used appropriately widely so that it was recognized it was just like this is a student with a learning disability and cannot do math so this works we're out here now going okay it it is definitely time to bring the proper term the definition the interventions that work all the information out because we are struggling with stem jobs we have a huge population of students that think they're stupid and they're not they can be supported and do math equivalent to the other children with the right supports, with the right interventions. So it's kind of like, all right, we've been doing this for 48 years, yeah. and we need to be using the term more, um, more forcefully, more openly. Yeah, I so agree. That we can bring awareness and action. And, and so, so I have to ask you, who? Again, again, it's a, is it special ed this is falling on, or is it the math teacher, the the regular elementary school teacher? Okay, where where does it really slip in there? It's a, are you there? Yeah, I'm. I'm. You're, I'm thinking, and yes, this is why. Yeah, okay, radio sorry. Books. Okay. Yeah. This no. This was that is an extremely thoughtful question, and I want to want to pay attention to it because. Thank you. I think it starts. Yeah, you're making me, I think it starts with all of us. Um, Considering math to be equivalent to reading and noticing and being aware as a regular teacher because the special teacher is not going to see a child early on. It will be that pre-K, K, one and two, and recognizing that this child's slowness, they're not being on uh, on par with what I expect for normal development isn't okay. It's not normal, and I need to screen for it and see if there is something going on that's neurodevelopmental. Neurodevelopmental. So I, I really liked your question because it's kind of like Thank that's. You. I, I love your I'm, answers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. I do. I, well, thank you very much for that. 
So does that answer your question, Larry? I, I honestly believe it's going to start with our elementary teachers. Yeah. And you. they need to work. They're going to work with their special ed colleagues because they're all in the schools together. And we know from research that if I collaborate as a special ed teacher with a gen ed teacher, I've just increased, I'm the perfect team. Gen ed has the pedagogy and the content knowledge, but as special ed, I've got that specific pedagogy around where the exceptions right. are. Right. Put us together right. and we can make a difference for the children. Yeah, you know, you got me thinking, like, you know, all those kids who were, who turned off the math. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I believe this is very wide, okay? I, I believe it is more widespread. This is just my own thoughts, uh, anecdotally. Uh, I think it's more widespread than dyslexia, I, okay? I really do, because there are just so many people who struggle with mathematics, okay? And it was just, oh, like you said, oh, I'm just bad at math. That's not true. There's no such thing as that, okay? It, it, it's a learning disability, or and with help we can do it. What? So, what is what? What do you have at Touch Math that's going to help kids and help teachers? I have it listed here as new screening and testing products. Okay, tell me about that stuff. Well, to start off on our awareness campaign, we developed yeah. a screener. We are going to we are subsidizing it a hundred percent. So what the screener consists of is four parts. Um, The screener part is based on the research of what questions can be provided to a child in the course of about seven to ten minutes. They're going to screen for the four areas that the psychiatrist and the psychologist would go back and say, this is what has to be uh, the area of struggle according to the the DSM-5-TR, the, the manual that we use for diagnosis of all the disabilities, mm-hmm. and those areas are going to be number sense, math facts, calculations, stages of mathematical reasoning, all those things I sort of described in the real world yep. a little earlier. Yep. So the screening takes place. A parent or a teacher can do it. This is one of those things where teachers have a lot huh. on the plate, so this can be done just as quickly by the parent, <laughs> just as that. Excuse me. Uh, so you do the screener. You also do a survey because the professionals who are going to potentially diagnose it or even a parent and a teacher talking, has the child had a vision screening? Have they had a health screening? Have they had a mm-hmm. health screening? There are some things that could cause the math problems that have nothing to do with, as you said, intellect or, you know, a lack of education or, you know, right. they, if I can't see, it's a little hard for me to learn. So I if might I need can't glasses. hear, same thing, yeah. That's correct. So do yeah. the screener, do the survey, the results that come back will um, put your child in one of three buckets. A lot of factors were evident, so there's something definitely there. Some factors, so maybe or none, but what's unique about what we did for everybody was it's one thing to get results back, but you need to explain to me as a parent or as a teacher, what am I supposed to do? So there's two more phases to it. One is an action plan that comes back and says, please, you were concerned enough to do the screener. Here's where the sorting came out. Go and talk to a professional and take these results and have a conversation about the child. And then we also added in an intervention plan to start because if I do go down the path of having my child go into um, a child study team, to see if they do have dyscalculia or another learning disability. Mm-hmm. Early intervention works. I need to start now with the simple things that I can do as a parent 
to try and close some of those gaps while the legal process is going on. And not all children with dyscalculia are going to be going to need an IEP or be diagnosed. There's, I can oftentimes accommodate my math disabilities and perform relatively well, so I don't need the extra supports. Does that sort of, I mean, it's a, that was a long answer, but was good the answer. screener is, yeah, the screener's out there. We want, we think all children who are struggling should be screened. Professionals, the teachers, all of agree. need to be talking about the child's good. Good, I've got you on board so you can I do agree. Word so what happens, the, so the, the kid has a screener, the, we, we perform mm-hmm. the screening test, okay, and it turns out that the child is, well, I don't know what the word, dyscalculic, would that be the word? Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad, huh? I figured Not that bad. one out. Okay. So they're dyscalculic, okay. Now now what happens, okay? What, what, and I'll, I'll throw it back on touch math, okay. What was now that we know the child is dyscalculic, okay? What do we do? How do we how do we get work with it, cure it, whatever the case may be? Cure it. I'll call correct that one right <laughs> no. there. I, as I said yeah. that, I realized how stupid it was. You know what? But you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I do. I do. How do so we make this kid it, successful? There's a good way to do it. What's the methodology of the products and all that sort of thing? Well, the methodology is. You know, teaching math for a child who's struggling, which is going to incorporate, I mean, math is math. It is very, very hierarchical, regardless of whether I am not dyscalculic or I am, I still follow the same steps to acquire math mastery. I have to start Hmm. with number sense. I have to know that one can be written as a numeral. uh, It can be written as a symbol. You know, I have to accomplish all of that. So in working through our program, that is, I mean, it's, it's a curriculum, and it runs pre-K through 8. But what we've built that's different from, quote, a gen ed curriculum is that there are additional lessons. There's a heavy reliance on, you know, con- moving children from the concrete, working with manipulatives, a lot of multisensory. So there are additional opportunities for the information to go into the brain, be connected, a lot of practice a lot of very, very good instructional strategies, all the ones that the research says, these are the ones that we know as teachers work, explicit systematic instruction, um, errorless learning. I could go on and on, but that is what our program has consisted of for 48 years. That's why it's so efficacious with students who are struggling and in putting in those supports. We also spend a lot of time because our specialty is special ed. We know the various forms of neurodivergent thinking, disabilities, you know, depending on how you want to call those. So we know the child. We do know the mathematics. So how do you match those two together? What does the child need to know? But very importantly, you've got the ability to sort through what are the research-based instructional strategies. And then one thing that's often forgotten that we focus a lot of time on is what are the strategies I need to teach that student going forward because they are always going to struggle. Yeah. They have this calculia. They are on the on the yeah. spectrum. They have an intellectual disability. There are things that you teach the children to do so that they can demonstrate, yes, I do have the concept. I might have to demonstrate it a little differently. But when I'm an adult, it really doesn't matter. So our curriculum works well. We also have a, a extremely robust intervention tool that allows students to move through an algorithm at their own pace 
giving them extra practice, wow. giving them some screen time that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. And we spend a lot of time with those manipulatives. Probably what we're most ah, famous for is the, yeah, we are strong believers that uh, mathematics starts with concrete objects, specialized manipulatives, mix yeah. them in with all the others that are normally in a classroom. You've got a robust, robust, robust program. <laughs> and then, yep, we do a lot of um, professional development. Teachers need more time to focus on mathematics and the instructional strategies. We offer every month two free workshops that focus heavily on math or a disability, giving lots and lots of examples with varieties of things to do. Because um, our goal is every teacher can go back after one of the workshops with two or three things that they can immediately apply the next day in the classroom that's going to support a student who's struggling with or those that are you know, temporarily struggling, as we put it. That was a long it's, answer. To, to, to no, the answer was students. great. That's exactly what we're looking for here. We've got time on here. Well, I, I'm curious, what conferences, if you know this, does Touch Math go to? Do they go to the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics, NCTM? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the one for supervisors. Um, I think if you named the conference, oh, good heavens. Um, well, let me, let me do, I'm, I'm really curious about this. Do they go to like uh, NAESP or the National Elementary School Principals? That's where I think they just be a great place to go. Okay, NAESP. Okay, and of course the special ed conferences, CEC, as well yeah. as CASE, okay, which is the administrators, okay? And, you know, but to me, and I have to say this, and I know you guys are a special ed company. This has to be broader, and I know you agree with me, with, than special ed. This is broader because this, is, yeah. this has been around and hidden, and, it, and, and not enough teachers, not enough educators know about it, okay? And this is, this is a challenge. This is a problem out there. It's not good. We have to... We, that's what you, you, what you guys do is so important at TouchMath, okay? This is really, really fascinating to me, i got to tell you. And you're right about the manipulatives. And I, I always think, and you'll, you'll like this, you can use this anecdote. Okay, I remember in the, like eighth grade, they were trying to teach us chemistry, all right? And again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having trouble with perceiving things. I remember they pulled down a chart, down like a map in front of the black. That was the periodic table. I, I, they might as well have pulled down a chart, a picture of Casper, the friendly ghost. Okay? It made no sense because I couldn't get into a 3D mode with it. And when you're talking about manipulatives, okay, when you can start to feel something, at least somebody who has my situation, it makes a difference. Okay, I just think what you're doing, what you're doing is really fascinating. I'm, I am thrilled. You, got, I'm, I'm not so good to know you. Thank you, Sandra. Elliot, thank Elliot. Excuse me. Thank you, Elliot. No, thank you for letting me talk about this. I mean, this, oh. as you can tell, this is a passion for me and everybody. Oh, I know. Touch math. So, and, and you know, I got to I got to tell you, we we have our magazines and our websites. I, I you know, this is really to me a lot of things are. This is an equity question. We we've been. Yes. You know, the equity is giving every kid the education they deserve, and we've been missing the uh, we've been missing the uh, ball on this one. Okay, and um, I want to talk to you. Maybe you'd like to write an article for us, and we can get it in the magazine or something. Would you be interested okay, in that? I would that? love to. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put you in touch with Maya. Yeah, Maya's our editor, and she'll uh, we'll take we'll take it from there. This is this to me is something that it's an equity question. 
it, it's yeah. it's something that's personal, and uh, I just I just find the whole thing fascinating. And I'm it, it, this is a pleasure to know you. Thank you, Elliot. This is great. No, well, thank this you for great. having me on and letting me talk about touch math and what we're doing for all students who struggle with math. So we started out as SPED, but now that everybody's accepted that we all learn mathematics the same way, yeah. just at different speeds, um, we're heavily used in uh, districts all over the all over the world. Uh, I haven't run into a teacher yet, especially one that's SPED that says, oh, I don't, I use you. It's like, right. fantastic. let's keep doing that. Now just to fantastic. focus the information knowledge so thank you for having me very much on the show I thank you for it, coming really. here by the, by the way where are you where are you today i'm well, sitting in this... colorado where it is going to be blisteringly hot today Ooh. where are you, are, you up, are you in denver or where are you we're south Col- yeah, like colorado springs colorado, colorado springs, right springs. The academy. looking at pike's peak uh right? no because i'm blocked by the foothills but i do see the gliders yeah. passing over from the Air Force Academy, so that's just as oh, much wow. of a pleasure. Wow, that, that's really that's really cool. It's beautiful. It, it is beautiful over there. I got to tell you, okay, it really is. Thank you, Elliot. Much appreciated. I'll be back in touch. I promise. Okay, thank you, Larry. Take care, everybody. You and thanks for getting up so early. I also appreciate that. Okay, it is two hours earlier out there. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Dr. Sandra Elliot, my new best friend, Elliot. Okay, Chief Academic Officer at TouchMath, touchmath.com, and there you have it. That simple. we got to get the word out. All right, and we're trying here. All right, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Please share it with people. This is important stuff, all right? Reading is important. That's dyslexia, but math is important, too. All right, very, very important. Okay, we're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. And if you want to get in touch with me, it's Larry at ace-ed.org. Don't hesitate to do so and have a good day. If you're in that heat, stay cool.